0: This just in: the ongoing comic book discussion podcast confirms, comic books are cool. I'm still wearing my Ravens shirt from last night.
1: I'm so sorry about your Ravens. <laughs> <laughs> Oh buddy um, yeah, I mean, Titans won the first half and then we won the second half and then uh that's yeah it. <laughs> the,
0: the, I know that was that was insane, and I'm not somebody yeah. that like i don't you know I, i'm I'm a Ravens fan I've been a Ravens fan since they started um uh, my dad actually had season tickets for like the first five years, and there's like mm-hmm. these three pillars around the stadium that has like everyone's name um, who had like season ticket owners from like, holders from the very <laughs> first season. So we actually went down and tracked down his name
1: uh, yeah. on there. Yeah,
0: on the pillar.
1: That's um, awesome. But Did he I don't do it on purpose for the sake of getting like a plaque or whatever.
0: Oh, no, they didn't announce that until like years later. Um uh, He just, okay. you know, was living in uh, uh, Annapolis, which is close to Baltimore. And um, yes. he wasn't a big he wasn't a Redskins fan but uh, I don't you know I don't follow football like when I'm not watching it when I'm watching it I yeah. love to watch it and I enjoy it and I like watching football but mm-hmm. the instant that it's not in front of my eyeballs I literally don't pay attention to anything uh to, to do with football um but then I'd he- been hearing like all season you know I'm, I'm living in Oregon I'm hearing all season how awesome the Ravens are doing and I'm like whoa this is awesome I'm glad the Ravens are doing great but of course I can't watch a show any any episode or yeah. Jesus I can't and watch any game. You know, watch an because, episode of the football yeah, show. The football, exactly. It shows you how how strong a football fan <laughs> this I am. Season on. Yeah, exactly. This season on the Ravens, um, because yeah. I'm in Oregon and they don't show. You know, I'm not going to pay for the 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 Sunday ticket or whatever, nah. three hundred dollars. Nah. So I'm watching the game last night, and they play like trash and I'm just like I'm texting my dad I'm like yeah so the whole Ravens hype I I don't see what the big deal was and then (laughs) now everyone's making you know uh, memes online about how like you know they'll show like a purple Ferrari and they'll be like regular season and then they'll show like a, a purple fiera and they'd be like you know uh post-season, post-season games yeah and like they just basically play like trash and i'm like okay well Aww. that was i guess my fault because i watched the game so
1: <laughs> i haven't watched football so like i'm a titans fan and my family we all like every i say we i never played football but all the boys in my family all of them played football and they were the stars in the little town that we lived in in uh, tennessee they were like oh my gosh the barrett boys like I'm not a Barrett, but that's on my mom's side. So they were like, ah, you know. Um, So it was like, I have a big football family, but if it's just me, I'm not watching football. But the Titans went to the Super Bowl when I was like eight, and they were playing the Rams, ironically, when they weren't the LA Rams, obviously. And um, I was like, that whole season, I was glued to the TV, and they went all the way, and they didn't win. But I was like, just imagine like little eight-year-old Tess with like hair down to her, like – far back, and just like, ah, the Titans, like, just watching, but, uh, so, my grandmother lives with me, nanny, and she, she's going crazy, so we're making sure that she gets to watch every single Titans game, because who knows, who knows, what if they go to the Super Bowl, dude, like, they beat the freaking Patriots, like, uh, hello, (laughs) like, I mean,
0: I, I hope they do, I hope that the Ravens were beaten by the team that's gonna win the Super Bowl, (laughs) I'll I'll yeah. be happy with that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know. It's funny. It's like, I don't know. Sometimes when people talk about football, I just tune out. But when it comes to the Titans, I'm like, well, what's happening? Are they? But the thing is, like, I would never let my, not let my, I shouldn't say that. I, w- I would never want my son or daughter to play football because it just, like, messes with your head so bad um i you know it's like football players that passed away like they they pass their brains on to science or they donate it to science and scientists are like um football's terrible for your brain people like what are we doing oh
0: yeah did you ever see that movie with will smith uh concussion or whatever yeah Yeah. tell the truth tell the truth
1: that's all, that's all thing, I remember. <laughs> yeah. Well, like the the NFL, though, it's just like it's so – like the football itself, it's so highly marketed, and it's such a big, like, uh, pastime of – america <laughs> and to take football out would be uh, murder oh yeah <laughs> so, no you, you're
0: not you're not taking football out you got all you can do is make stronger helmets and you know uh better rules about you know when players can't play because you know they've, yeah. they've gotten a concussion you know or whatever um but mm-hmm. i'm you know i'm I'm with you. I don't I just I just don't watch it that much, uh, you know, but when the Ravens, you know, when someone mentions the Ravens, you know, my ears will perk up or something or, you know, and and I have like good radar uh, when I'm out here in public and I see someone having, you know, a Ravens hat or something. I'll tell you where are you
1: from? (laughs) I I know.
0: Right. And I tell you the weirdest thing in L.A. that I ever experienced. uh, And this happened, I think, three times. Um, Mm -hmm. I went up to three separate people over the 15 years that are 13 years that I was in LA and anytime someone was wearing a Baltimore Orioles cap, which are the colors are black and orange, uh, Uh be like, Oh, Baltimore Orioles. I was like, are you, you know, are you, uh, are you, you know, from Maryland? You know, they've always been no. And I'm like, okay, so cool. You're, you're a Baltimore fan, Baltimore Orioles fan. They've always been like, uh, no. And I've always been like, why the heck are you wearing... (laughs) Like, and I guess it's for the colors, right? Is it it's Halloween? Just, it's just, like? yeah. It's, I, I don't know what it is, but, but 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 for some reason, orange and black are popular in L.A., and people just like to wear Orioles caps that aren't fans of, of the Orioles, and I just, I've never heard of that. I've never heard of you wearing another team's, like,
1: mm-hmm. colors
0: that, that you're not a fan of that team.
1: Well, it, maybe they didn't know that, that it was the colors of the team. No, but I'm know.
0: saying no, it no, it's it was an Orioles cap, meaning it had oh, Orioles oh, oh, on. I it. Thought
1: they were just wearing black and orange. I'm like, no 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 assume that no, one no. wearing black and orange no, is an it Orioles was, fan. <laughs> no, it had
0: an oh, it was Orioles. It it okay. was like no, Orioles branded merchandise that the people oh, were wearing that see, did not uh did not even and one person didn't even know who the Orioles were. I'm like, but you're wearing their hat I They're just like, didn't get it. But it
1: matches my outfit. So. Yeah, I mean, that
0: that makes no sense to me
1: whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> Got to take it very seriously what you're wearing. Well, well uh, in, in LA, you wearing. do probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. I don't. So, I'm
0: wearing I'm wearing a bathrobe and uh, my sweatpants right now as we record on a rainy Sunday morning here in Oregon. I I hope the rain actually isn't getting picked up on the the mic because it's like downpouring out there.
1: Oh, I'm so jealous! But you're wearing a Boba Fett robe, I might add.
0: I am. I'm wearing <laughs> I am wearing a Boba Fett robe. Um, you you know Zach, my buddy Zach from podcasting after dark. Uh, mm-hmm. they him uh, and my buddy Diallo. And like that whole friend group basically all pitched in and got me this for, for Christmas like one year, like five. Well, oh shoot, at this point, probably eight years ago. It's insanity. Aww. Nah. Wait, so
1: is it called a RobaFet?
0: Aha uh-huh. Test. Yeah. test. <laughs> thank you. Thank you.
1: I'll be here all day. Thank you. Oh, good <laughs> one. Good
0: one. <laughs>
1: so comic books. I'm like, how do I segue from football to comic books? So I'm just gonna say so, comma comic books. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like... Seriously,
0: right? I, I know the the Venn diagram on, on the two things are <laughs> are are not very strong, but they are. You I mean, know, there there yeah. is some crossover there, I would I would say. Yeah. Um and yeah <laughs> how do we <laughs> we segue into comic <laughs> books uh, um, i don't
1: know very many nerds who like comic but excuse me i don't know very many nerds who like football there we go
0: yeah Oof. i mean yeah. yeah i think yeah i feel like yeah of, of all the 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 nerdy people that i grew up knowing Um, I, I, not a lot of them are also into football, though. My my best friend Luke, he's he's a big football fan and he was a big comic book fan, so he's uh, I think he listens to this, he listens to all the stuff I do, so I assume he listens. Hey, Luke, how's it going, buddy?
1: (laughs) Hey, Luke, oh my gosh, I told you the other day, I ran into one of my old uh managers when I used to work for the grocery store. I guess I could say I used to work for Trader Joe's, he was a mate, and I ran into him and I was like, Hey, and I worked with him since I was like 16. Um, not currently obviously but I've known him for that long and he was like hey I listen to your podcast and I was like really loud because I was genuinely surprised I was like you do thank you so shout out to Rob because hi that's awesome that you're listening to this podcast (laughs) I didn't know you were a nerd Rob (laughs) yeah isn't it isn't it cool uh,
0: running into listeners out there in the wild
1: Yes, you're like, wait, what? You do? Oh, wow! It's like, I'm okay. Uh, yeah. It's like you, sometimes I think that we're speaking into the void, but we're not. Like people are listening. It's yeah, crazy. I,
0: I I agree. Sometimes, yeah, because it's such a isolated thing. It's you. It's just you and I sitting here talking, and it feels obviously we feel more connected when we're online and seeing people's comments and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. well, yeah, when it gets down to the nitty gritty, you know, I'm just sitting here basically just staring, you know, at a at a Skype call. Uh, yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> with you <Yeah. laughs> looking at your uh your golden blue lamp uh, over your right shoulder. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm.
1: this is my room. Welcome to the girls' room. Now, um, well, I guess I'll just say welcome to ongoing comic book discussion podcast. I'm Tess. And I'm Corey.
0: And this <laughs> week we are talking about Superman's Secret Origin, which came mm. out oh I, I wrote it down, but I don't have the paper in 2010, front of two thousand ten. Two thousand ten. That's right. Yeah. That's right.
1: Ten years ago. Yes,
0: ten years ago. my as well, pull my Comicsology app up now, and uh, mm-hmm. so we can have some some stats and whatnot. But um, mm-hmm. you know, hi, uh, real quick, I just want to talk about as I'm quickly fumbling for my for my <laughs> app. Um, <laughs> why is this so uh, hard? Well, I
1: you know this really ties nice. into our theme this month which is origins new beginnings and i've never read the superman um, origin story like i kind of knew what it was it was like he's from krypton he landed here when he was a baby on a farm in like the middle of nowhere smallville and he had a family but like this goes way back to like when he was a kid and how it was him discovering his own like superpowers which is awesome I've never seen this story before I was like reading it took me no time to read this it was an easy read like the art was wonderful and the story was just like it was quick and it made sense and there were times where I was like oh that's why oh oh I see I see you know so it was great and yes
0: and 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 the great thing about this is and I'm I'm glad you you mentioned that is it's you know, Superman's story has been told so many times and in so many various mediums, like the movie, uh, different comic books, different versions of it, you know, different Rebirth, New 52, yada, yada, yada. Um, but the reason I like this one, uh, by the way, it's by Jeff Johns, uh, who wrote it, and uh, Gary Frank and John Seibel. Um uh, I think Gary Frank's the the main artist, but and I love Gary Frank's art, by the way, but the reason I wanted you to read it is because it's the most like classic version of Superman's origin. Jeff Johns just does mm. a great job of of really just distilling his origin down and showing you like a, a few key moments of his life and, and I like how the book like between every issue there's six issues in the series between every issue there's like a, a time jump uh, a little bit of a time jump so yeah you get like different parts of his life you get to you know the first couple issues you get him on in Smallville you know you get to see how he discovers you know his his family origin and stuff and how
1: and we meet Lex Luthor which meet, is really cool I mm-hmm no mm-hmm. idea they were in the same town yeah well and that's the thing like so
0: you know how much you want to take this as canon is dependent on you know what gotcha. era that you're listening to it in but like with a lot of dc stuff how they always reboot stuff and 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 you know they just kind of retell things and sometimes like lex, lex luther didn't grow up in smallville sometimes he does you know uh all these all this and that i i I feel like you can just sort of, like, hone in on your favorite origin story that you mm. want to, like, reread and kind of, you know, get back to. And for me, with, with Superman... Uh, this is, like, my favorite origin comic of his, this particular one. Now, there's other ones that do different things, and they have a lot of fun with it, and we will read them. And there's other mm-hmm. Superman comic books that I like more, like All-Star Superman and and whatnot. I really yes, like that. Yes, I want
1: to read that one for sure. Uh, yeah, and, you talked and, about that one very highly.
0: And we're going to get to that, but I really wanted you to see this as, like, a primer of, like, laying the ground We're going to see stuff in other Superman comics that you're, that might contradict something in here. And you might be like, okay, well, that – like, you can't, like, take it all as, like, you know, totally this is it. This is the final word on the origin. But this particular comic, this Superman secret origin, uh, came out at the end of 2009, and then you know, the rest of the issues came out in the early 2010 um, – it's just such a good primer for Superman. And it's very mm-hmm. sweet. And I gotta right here out to the top of the gate, and then I really want to hear your thoughts on on the artwork. <laughs> I love how Gary Frank made uh, Superman looks like looked like Christopher Reeve the entire yes. time. even as a kid, Aww. even as a kid.
1: That's, yeah, it's, it is so good. And you were talking about how sweet it is. My favorite part of this whole thing is the family that he came from. Like, he, it literally was, it was like a happy universal accident that he landed on, like, the the sweetest family farm in all of the world (laughs) like they love him so much like they really introduced his parents like his dad you know he gave him really awesome advice about being you know being yourself and really embracing like who he was and his powers and everything and you know helping him out and then his mom is like crafty and she makes him the the glasses I didn't realize his glasses were made of some uh, the material from his spaceship and it keeps the lasers from like destroying and, everything, and, and
0: <laughs> that's another example of something that wasn't sort of the case, you know, way back in the day. The glasses mm. were were just um, uh, like a disguise feature, but okay. it's it's uh, you know it's like we're living in this post batman begins era where yeah. you know um in the movie batman begins christopher nolan gave you a reason why batman has those blades on his gauntlet whereas they were just a design feature that were put into the to make him just look interesting um you know so here it's it's one of those things where it's like okay jeff johns yeah he he, he gave like a reason behind the glasses which you know that could have been the case before also at the same time this could be the first time that that ever got introduced but i but like you i like that i think that's a cool idea and how it's like he can't control his eyes his eye lasers so the um the glasses that she that she makes for him uh basically kind of just they make the eyes the they don't like make them like work or something
1: i I don't understand how that works like keeps I don't yeah I don't know maybe it keeps him in and it bounces back into his eyes but I like what makes his eyes light up it's his when he gets really emotional like when he falls in love or he gets the kiss from the girl Lana at his high school I think her name is Lana um, like yeah that's a the, Lana
0: that's Lana Lane
1: oh uh, La, wait Lana Lane
0: yeah that's uh that's uh no yeah I think that's uh Lois Lane oh. later they make her like uh like her cousin or something like that and I think they did it on Smallville. Weird. But yeah, Lana, that's Lana's another weird. character. Yeah, she's another character that's like existed Why? before, but that was like sort of his friend/love interest uh growing up in Smallville.
1: Okay. And what is your like just generally, what is your connection to Superman? Like when did he did it, like he is like you know how Batman's in your life and Star Wars is in your life? It's like when did Superman? What do you what is your earliest memory of being introduced to Superman?
0: Well, Superman's my dad's favorite uh, superhero. So oh. I got into comics because of my dad. So my dad actually would read me Superman comics uh, uh, when I was a kid. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I saw the Superman movie uh, with Christopher Reeve, you sure, know, the original. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I, I just never quite found Superman to be that interesting when I was younger. And also because, you know, I grew up in a time where Superman was kind of all powerful And the 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 writers just kind of like he had super everything. He had super intellect, super sense of humor, super everything. So like. He's n- n- completely invulnerable, right? And yeah. one of the things, one of the reasons behind the whole death of Superman back in the '90s when you know Doomsday killed him, um, uh, that was like a big deal. Like that was that made national news when Superman died in the comics. Like that was news everywhere. Unthinkable, right? Un- like nobody thinkable. thought he
1: could die. It- I I was. John told me my husband. He told me recently, and I was like, wait. What? He dies? I don't understand. Yeah. Like, how how can that happen? So.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, and I didn't think it was all that interesting. Um, but it was basically like a vehicle for the writers to kind of reboot Superman and strip him of some of these like fantastical powers. Um right. because like I, well, I, I when he's so all powerful, it makes it not interesting. Now, that true. being said, That's true. You know, that that being said, Grant Morrison with All Star Superman finds ways to make Superman interesting while still keeping him uh, all you know powerful. But that takes a very special kind of, of writer. Um, and when I was a kid I just I just didn't find Superman to be that interesting. But growing up and, and getting older, I find that there is a need for Superman. He's supposed to be the bright hope the spark of hope that everyone sort of needs Mm -hmm. and i think this comic book did it does a good job of conveying like you know uh what superman stands for and why it's important that we have him in the kind you know in that world but also in comic books as well
1: yeah and he's such it, it really does show how and why he's such a genuine dude Um, like, whereas Batman, he started with a really traumatic beginning. And though Superman does incur trauma when he realizes that his parents are not his parents, um, he realizes his parents are essentially aliens, you know, but he's so supported and his whole life, he's just, he's just kind of trying to find his way. But even when he goes into Metropolis, he's like, he's like this big Handsome, muscular, very intelligent man, but he's so genuine. Like he genuinely makes mistakes, or he genuinely fumbles on things. Like it's, 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 it's what everybody wants. They want the hero that like means really, really well. And so it's like that's why we need Superman.
0: <laughs> yeah, and that that is why we need him. We need him to to show us that you know we can do better. Um, yeah. And there's a there's a really really awesome. Uh, Lex Luthor comic book that I want you to Ooh. read it's called a uh, Lex Luthor man of steel and it's what yeah well That's it's cool. it's just it, yeah it's not he doesn't have any superpowers but um Ugh. you you basically the whole like four or five issue um is told from Lex Luthor's point of view and the cool thing is uh a you find out like what his motivation is of why he hates superman and you know in this one you know, it's a little bit more egocentric, you know, it's Superman sort of takes away his his power, uh, Lex Luthor's like sort of fame style power, you know, by showing Uh people that you can do better without wanting something in return. But in the Lex Luthor Man of Steel, you know, anytime you have an antagonist as your main character, you have to make them at some some way relatable. And his whole thing in that is that basically superman represents everything we can't achieve and so yeah. why even bother trying and you know his whole thing is like i see people now like walking out into the street without even looking left and right and because they expect you to save them and mm-hmm. and so we are essentially becoming worse as a species because of you because of your just your pure <laughs> existence and like it's like he you know his whole motivation is why would we even reach for the stars why would we even reach to be better if we can never achieve what you've achieved you Basically, your existence is keeping us humans down. And the really, even the cooler thing is in Lex Luthor Man of Steel, every time you see Superman, he'll be like hovering outside of Lex Luthor's window and they're having a conversation. Superman's mm-hmm. face is always in black and his eyes are red. Like they're just what? like, so even you see it visually from Lex Luthor's point of view as Superman being like this evil, not evil, but just you're not natural. You shouldn't be here. And I thought it was such a good thing. But again, Uh, For you, Tess, I think it was good to sort of start with more of a standard traditional template of Superman and Lex Luthor and Lois Lane. Like, he does – Jeff Johns does such a good job of just creating the most – and I feel like this sounds like a a backhanded compliment, but he creates a very good standard Superman origin story. But in that – is the genius of it because it's so standard and so Mm -hmm. easily. and, And so just it, it's it just fits perfectly, and you could just hand it to anyone, and anyone can get it and be like, oh yeah, this is this is Superman. But of course, there are all kinds of variations on this on this story. And if, and like I told you in another episode, we're gonna talk about Superman uh, Red Sun, which is a what if story, an Elseworlds story, which is what if Superman spaceship crashes in in Russia versus um you know versus Kansas and how different because I mean Superman's powers or his powers, it's it's who he is is shaped is shaped by his right. uh who where he grew up, essentially, and, and the morals right. that, that Ma and Pa Kent instilled uh, within him, basically.
1: Isn't that kind of what the movie Burnside is about? It's a kid who has the same exact powers. Bra- is Brightburn, it Burnside? burn. Brightburn. burn. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, that did a little bit of a weird thing where... He did have the Superman powers, but then, uh, spoiler: alert, when, in that movie, when he sees the ship, when he fi- finally finds, you know, the ship that they kept in the barn, um, instead of it bestowing like knowledge upon him, it basically triggers his inner self uh, type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so, I see. So yeah, it's. But yeah, it, but yeah, it, it, that movie wanted. I wanted that. I wanted to like that movie, but it, it wasn't that great.
1: I haven't seen it yet, but I do want to see it. Um, I wanted to ask you, so is Lex Luthor and Superman, like I'm not very familiar with their relationship, and maybe you are because your dad is connected to Superman, you you know. Um, Because my dad is Superman. (laughs) Sorry, yeah. I I was like, wait, he's not connected to Superman, but you are connected through your dad's love of Superman. There we go. Okay, so is Lex Luthor kind of like, the Joker, like the Batman's Joker.
0: Oh yeah, I mean he's he's Superman's um, main nemesis is is Lex Luthor, even though he's completely human, you know. And <clears throat> but I that's what I always find interesting because obviously Superman is the most is the strongest person on the planet, so his opposite mm-hmm. should be the smartest person on the planet, and yeah. not necessarily the strongest. And it's just a shame. It's always a shame that Lex Luthor uses his smarts for for bad and you know and superman is always like being like why why like you're so smart why didn't you use this to like cure hunger or whatever but you're always using it to do something bad
1: well he had a really i mean it showed in this comic a really terrible upbringing where his parents basically like his dad was just and he was a drunkard you know all the time and he was always in jail and didn't he like i can't remember now but he accidentally killed his dad right
0: I think he In just – da- yeah, I don't know if he implied that maybe it's – oh, you know what? That's. I, I think I missed the implication uh, that the brakes or something went out. So that means Lex probably did it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah he's just yeah. – he's he's an evil little genius essentially.
1: I know. It just goes to show why parenting is so important and making sure that kids have a good upbringing is so important because like you could use your powers for good or your powers for bad. It just depends what, what – stuff you're carrying on your back you know from yes. your childhood
0: yeah yeah i know and and i do actually like i mean lex luther i don't think started out uh way way back in the day um you know uh, as like growing up in smallville or or friends of superman but i actually like when superman in Lex sort of know each other and they yeah. they delved into that on that Smallville show um but I I like it I always like that and I like how Superman's always trying to find the good in in Lex Luthor you know if he can
1: Yeah it's just it's interesting their relationship I I they didn't really like the second half of this book was more of his relationship with Lex Luthor in Metropolis Um, whereas the first half was, like, us just getting to know Superman, but it really did set it up for, like, the next, like, volume, I guess you could say. Does this keep going? Do you know?
0: No, it's, this was just, like, uh, this. This is just it. So, it it was, you know, it's kind of, like, done to be like, hey, check this out. Now you can kind of, now you can read sort of any Superman book and kind of know the gist, even if, you know, even if... Something is different about his origin now, but you you could take this and be like, you could still read Rebirth and be like, I get, I understand Superman now because of it. But you know, you just have to also be prepared uh, to to say, oh, okay, something might be different now in his origin or whatever, just because yeah. DC always does these reboots and everything, you know, but it's, it's a, it's it like I said, it's a good primer. And that's what I love about it, especially because of the fact that the artist makes uh, Superman look like, like Christopher Reeve. I just, yeah. I think that's just fantastic. Even as a kid he is
1: Superman, like yeah. Christopher Reeves is Superman. He's perfect.
0: Yeah. I mean I I love, trust me. I, I love Henry Cavill's Superman. I think he's mm-hmm. absolutely fantastic. What I don't yes, like he about Henry Cavill's Superman is his dark costume. I I hate Okay. I hate yeah. that DC went that route post Batman Begins with their with their movies, you know. Um It got
1: really dark. Yeah. Like cuz comic books are always bright and poppy and chirpy, but like they had to make it dark to match all the other stuff going on i mean not that it looks good necessarily but like think about it if you had like a bright blue thing versus like black back, well batman was darker wonder woman was darker and even aquaman was like a darker green like everybody was just kind of a darker hue in in like recently But now, but then, but yeah,
0: but then when they went and they're they're shifting away from that, and I like where they're going now because like Shazam was colorful. Uh, Oh, you're right, you're right. Yeah, but but I mean, this was all like like the Superman stuff was kind of like pre Justice League movie or whatever. Um, and like you know Aquaman's like colorful now, which I so I think they're good. I think the DC movies are going in the direction that they need to go in, and the the direction that I want them to go in because Wonder Woman looks bright and colorful, which Mm -hmm. is just them going away from the batman begins thing and you know that was all them trying to create a cohesive universe you know and, and using the the christopher nolan batman movies as the springboard but you know like yes batman is a dark character but that doesn't mean that superman is a dark character too and honestly a lot of the 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 fun in the comics comes from when superman and batman go head to head you know if you know if they're working together they they always have two different viewpoints on how they should handle a situation you know they they these are not people that would ever see eye to eye and listen to any frank miller interview about uh the dark knight you know a comic that he wrote um, Dark Knight Returns way back in the day, which I know you know about because of that documentary. And yeah. even Frank Miller says, like, you know, th- these two people would never see eye to eye to the point where they would never even be friends. Like, this is it's insane. It's true,
1: though. They would almost be, like, like enemies. Like, can two good guys be kind of, like, enemies? Because they just wouldn't – not that they'd be enemies, but they just, like, yeah, they wouldn't get along. Batman would never even bat and eye. He would look at Superman and be like, uh, oh, preppy kid. And Superman would be like, oh, moody kid. Like, <laughs> they wouldn't get along unless – I mean, is there something that happened within the Batman-Superman togetherness timeline where they bonded? Because ultimately, friendships are bonded over stress. So I'm curious if there was, like, a big thing that happened. They're like, wait a minute. We have potential for a friendship here. You know uh, what I mean?
0: I think you can. you can probably – check off any uh world threatening event uh every other issue that they've ever you know uh done
1: (laughs) as a stressor yeah yeah i guess so maybe that's it (laughs) over time (laughs) um but i mean i i do feel
0: like also too that's what makes batman so interesting is that he can hold his own though against superman and wonder woman and aquaman and he's just a human he is just a straight up Human, And, you yeah. know, if 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 he could sit, uh, sit down and talk to Lex Luthor and be like, look, you know, I'm using my knowledge for good. Why can't why can't you do it? Like I've it's it's almost I actually find Lex Luthor and Batman are almost like two sides of the same coin, whereas Lex mm-hmm. Luthor sees Superman and says, oh, we can never achieve this, um, so why even bother? Whereas Batman sees Superman and says, like, I have to try to achieve this because if anything goes wrong, I'm the only person that can take out Superman if if I have to. And, yeah. and a lot of times, there's been a lot of storylines too, like over the years of comic books, where basically there's always this unwritten rule that Batman he's on the Justice League, but he's also there to kind of keep tabs on all these superhumans. and And he has, he knows how to take out each and every one of them. So there was a big story arc back in the early 2000s where someone essentially got a hold of Batman's plans like and and started taking out these superheroes one at a time using Batman's plan on how to take them out. Because Batman's like, okay, yes, Superman's good now. Yes, Aquaman is good now. Yes, Wonder Woman's a good person now. But... What if she changes? Or what if, like, uh, we find a gazillion enemies that have mind control? What if someone uses yeah. just straight-up mind control and takes over them? He, Batman sees himself as the only one standing between these heroes, these otherworldly heroes, and the human race if these otherworldly heroes decide to say, No, nah, I'm not going to play by your rules anymore.
1: Yeah, that's true. And also, super. Uh, excuse me, Batman. He's a human, so he can age and he can get old and he can die. Like, right. what happens after that? Like, w- like, have we created a world like that? Does that ex- like does that storyline exist yet? Have we thought of that? Like, he's. It's not that we could ever make the Batman world go away, go away. Like it's too big of a world. Gotham City is too big of a world. We can never do that. But just for the sake of curiosity and creativity, I'm curious if somebody has ever thought of like, okay, death of Batman. Now what do we do? And then they realize how much of a of a glue that Batman was. You know, they've definitely what do we do now? (laughs)
0: They've definitely like tackled like you know the the relationship with them older um, t- together, uh, there's a great comic that Alex uh, Ross did the all the artwork. We we post his stuff a lot. Love on him. Yeah, he's Love he's him. awesome. Uh, there's this comic called Kingdom Come, and it's oh, I want to read that one. Yeah, yes, it's, yes, yes. It's one of the quote unquote big ones that we need to read. Uh, Kingdom Come is in there. Uh, Watchmen is in there. Like yeah. like the big ones. You know what I mean? Uh, Dark Knight Rises. Frank Miller's Dark Knight Rises. We need mm-hmm. to read that. So. Kingdom Come will be one of the, the big ones that we do read. And, uh, you know, you'll see, like, how Batman views things, uh, you know, from an older age standpoint. And But it's also the reason, you know, he's always training people to sort of take over for him. Because, yeah, he is human and he's going to he's going to age out, you know, of being able yeah. to do superhero-y stuff. Because eventually your knees are just going to blow out on you. <laughs> you. Yeah. You keep doing yeah. that many superhero uh, poses, <laughs> your knees are going to be gone. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Totally. What did you think of Lois Lane in in Uh, this? I hoped you would
1: ask me that. I hoped you would. That was the next thing I was going to say. I loved how they portrayed Lois Lane here because she's like a smart, sassy, snarky, snappy, like just knows her stuff woman. Like she's such a leader in this comic. Like they, like, There are times where it's like, okay, Lois, like pump the brakes. You don't have to control the whole situation. But she certainly had like a role. Like she doesn't she wasn't just the like kissy, you know, prissy kind of I'm rhyming a lot here. Um, secretary. You know, she was like very much a part of the Daily Planet. She was actually like a big cog in the machine of the Daily Planet, getting it to run again. Like the Daily Planet was. And also the Daily Planet itself, like how it was dying. I didn't realize that it was dying until Superman was like their biggest story. It's like Spider-Man and Peter, like, you know, Peter Parker. Like as soon as the newspaper got a hold of that, it was, it took off because they had the story on um, the superhero in town, you know? But yeah, anyway, I loved how they portrayed Lois Lane. And okay, the only Lois Lane that I ever liked was Terry Hatcher.
0: Oh, from Um, Lois and Clark?
1: Yes, from the series. I I'm sorry, everyone. I love Amy Adams, Amy Adams, but I don't like her as Lois Lane. She, they, I don't know. She's too goody goody for Lois. She needs to be like, Lois is fiery. Like, why would Superman want to be with someone so well? He's a sweet guy too. But like, wouldn't he want to be with someone fiery? That's not Wonder Woman. But if it's Lois, and if he moves from Lois to Wonder Woman, like, wouldn't you think they would have something kind of similar? You know that he was like attracted to in her. I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking out loud here, but no, that's
0: okay. That's what we're here for. What would uh, have you seen the original Superman movie, the Richard Donner film, the Christopher Reeve one, right? Uh, Way from back in the day. What did you think of the Lois Lane in that?
1: I actually don't remember her. I remember watching it with my dad because my dad was very much into like superheroes. He got me into Batman. Um, but yeah, my mom and dad used to watch that show. the that That's why I, I know Cherry Hatcher. From there, but I don't remember um, the Christopher Reeves one, unfortunately. But I do remember thinking, like Christopher Reeves, in my mind was the Superman or is Superman. You know yeah. what
0: I mean? Well, yeah, and he, he's so like iconic looking um, at, at this point, and yeah, yeah. And I I didn't watch uh, Lois and Clark, although I do remember it was kind of like a big deal when it came on back in the day. Uh, I didn't really watch Smallville yeah. either. I think uh, I didn't get into superhero TV shows until the CW stuff because I think you know special effects wise they they just weren't that great uh, back yeah. in the 90s <laughs> or stunts <Yeah>. or stunts. <laughs> yeah, even even now like you can still see just the the bad wigs on on all the stunt people. Um, it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And and you know I I I like, you know, Superman 1, Superman 2, uh, you know, wasn't a big fan of Superman 3 back in the day, and yeah, I have my problems with with the Superman movies, and it was mostly, like, just limitations of the technology at the time, so like, I, you know, I grew up watching the original Richard Donner Superman, but I definitely leaned more into Batman and whatnot, but um, uh, Margot Kidder uh, as as Lois Lane, the original um, from the Richard Donner stuff, I think she was more close Closely to this version of, okay. of so you might actually like her in that one. She's definitely out, yeah. a lot more fiery. She's definitely like you know a bit of a get out of my way. Ah, you know I'm I'm yeah. I'm coming through, which is great. I like that. I don't I don't think Superman would ever be with somebody submissive. You know I I think that yeah you know obviously physicality wise you know he's he's got to be like well if she's not. Physically strong, I'm sure he has to key into her, her, um, you know, like mental, mental strong, strength. Yeah, mental yeah. strength type of thing. And but like we said on the the Wonder Woman <laughs> one, it's like, but at the same time, like I I, I never quite got him and Lois Lane, you know, I, yeah. I get Superman and Wonder Woman together so much more. And yeah, yeah yes, physically. OK, that's just a given, right? Um, yeah. they, they even have a whole How entire- it goes down
1: in the bedroom <laughs> has got to be way better than it is with Lois. It, I mean, it just he can has do to more than he could.
0: <laughs> it, just, sure. it just has to. I, I'm, I'm sorry. This is an all ages show, but it just it just has to. I mean, and, and we're both yeah. adults and we know that like sexual chemistry is a very important part of a relationship. Um, right. Right. And, and I totally get why Superman would be like you know attracted to Lois and everything but you just just you gotta be able to have have some fun right in, in yeah. between the sheets and I just feel like and then also too it's like I feel like Wonder Woman would just probably get Superman a little bit better just with pa- the powers and they would just have more in common you know yeah. so it yeah. just that just makes more sense to me but you know Lois Lane is also a way to kind of keep Superman connected to the human race too.
1: That's true. That's a good point. I can see that. Also, he didn't have very many options. He probably thought he was the only him until he went Wonder Woman. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He was like, oh, dang. And,
0: you know, it's interesting you spoke up earlier about, you know, being the only one, you know, and him kind of freaking out being the only one from his planet, you know, that survived. And actually, some stories have done a good job of doing, of getting into uh, Superman's survivor's guilt. Um, You know, how like Mm -hmm. some people like, you know, like a whole airplane goes down, everyone dies Uh, except for one person. And then they have this like guilt about like, why did I survive? I mean, they've good writers have tackled like Superman questioning, like, why was I the only one that got to get out of Krypton, you know, and survivor's guilt is a real thing, you know, for real. So Mm -hmm. it's it's Mm -hmm. interesting. It's Superman. I, I find Superman interesting when he's vulnerable and has some kind of vulnerableness to him.
1: Yeah, I do too. I do too. That oh, was Superman. John, my husband, he's he is like Superman. He loves, he's obsessed. He watches every single thing that has to do with Superman. And he like looks like him too. <laughs> so and he has the Clark Kent glasses and everything. And um, so I'm married to Superman, um, but I'm Wonder Woman. So no, I'm just kidding. Um, but I was also going to bring up the other villains that were not, Lex Luthor, even Mm -hmm. though they were bred by Lex Luthor, which is like the nasty janitor man. Yeah. That turns into, yeah, like this pink Pepto-Bismol bubbly monster thingy. Um, It was really interesting, though, like to bring that back, how he got part of Lex Luthor's like, plan to basically take advantage of the poor and the desperate. Yeah. You know, because, like, it's interesting how they they really – I think that this author really wanted to show – this writer really wanted to show, like, Lex Luthor, like, how absolutely evil that he is and how – So every morning, I guess, um, there's this giant mob that is in front of, if you can imagine the Buckingham Palace, the gates, it's kind of like they're standing outside of the gates, like the Willy Wonka gates, like, you know, waiting to go in.
0: It it was definitely Willy Wonka-esque.
1: Yeah, like I want to go into the factory. What's in there? What's in there? And so every day he picks, I think it's every day, he picks one desperate soul who is like, "I need medicine. I need money. My child is sick. Like we're poor and all these things." And he's like, "I'm going to pick one." Everybody's like, "Pick me, pick me." And he picks somebody. And I guess this happens every day. He like he like get like poisons them or he te- he like treats them as lab rats and he tries to manipulate and and uh Make them, I don't know. But anyway, we were given this one example where he chose this like gross janitor dude who this greedy gross janitor dude, they made him really gross looking like I couldn't even look at him he was so gnarly um but yeah he like I can't remember how what happened but he basically ate something or oh, he in-
0: the the donut fell in the, fe- the donut like fell in like a little thing of like toxic waste so he kind of picked it up yeah. and ate it you know so it was like yeah. that one was by accident we don't really know like what Lex Luthor was going to do with the guy you know yeah <clears throat> but that one was definitely by accident
1: oh okay but didn't it, didn't it, didn't they make it seem like Lex Luthor? did something bad to them with the people that he chose? Yeah, like, yeah.
0: I, I think, yeah, it, it's it's implied that, like, the people that he chooses, you know, a lot of times they don't have any next of kin. Like, so, you know, before he goes out there and chooses them, people are, like, looking on the monitors and kind of researching while they're looking based on probably facial data, who this person is, yada, yada, yeah. yada. And like, okay, pick this person because, you know, you can just make them disappear. And Yeah, and then the implication is who knows what kind of experiment he does with them. This guy was still sort of, like, in the preliminary stages of the, you know, testing his IQ and all that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. But yeah, I don't think uh, Lex Luthor has any qualms about killing any of his test subjects or or anything like that. But you'll see uh, Parasite again in All-Star Superman because he's one of the few... Villains that it can actually sort of go head to head with with Superman power wise, you know, because yeah. it, the more the more he siphons, the more power he siphons, the stronger he gets. So like it's basically the the more Superman fights him, the stronger Parasite can get. So Superman always has to like figure out a way to deal with him without getting too yeah. close or something. But you'll see Parasite again, and then Metallo oh, he's a,
1: like a he's an ongoing character. Yeah, yeah. and oh. and
0: and so is so is Metallo as well. Okay. Both of them are, are pretty big time Superman villains uh, that you see later in this. But both of their origin stories in this comic book were c- sort of made to, to to fit cohesively into this little story that they created. The Neither of those uh, origin stories are the exact version that, you know. But again, like I said, later on when we go read All-Star Superman, you're going to see Parasite in it. And you're not going to see Parasite's origin or anything like that. But now, because you read this, you can just be like, okay, maybe that was it. It doesn't matter. Like, now you know who Parasite is, you know— like I said, the, the story, the, the origin is still his origin is still a little bit similar, but the end result is still the same. So that way you can yeah. you can read all star Superman and be like, you can insert this story into it. And it still just makes 100 percent the same sense, you know. Yeah. Even yeah. though even though they were never like written with any kind of, you know, connection in, in mind.
1: Yeah, some guy, bad guys, like, it's just, you just need to know that they're a bad guy. The right. end. Like, yeah. and it's, it's like the battle is to show that Superman is still kicking butt and taking names. Like, it's not, it's not to, it's not about, it's not about them. But also, I really like, now that I'm reading, I'm a year into being an avid comic book reader. I am an avid comic book reader. Thank you. <laughs> I just swished my hair back, you know. Anyway. Um, so I like how they, even though a human may not be a superhuman, like Superman and Wonder Woman, but they can have a lot of money and be highly intelligent and still, I wonder if they could be technically qualified as a superhuman. Like they go above and beyond and they do what most can't. I don't know. But um, I like how they make like Iron Man, um, you know, they. Uh, who else am I thinking of? Um, who in Batman universe? Oh, Batman! Hello, Batman! Yeah, Lex Luthor. You know,
0: I would. I mean, I would say Batman and Lex Luthor are both super. Well, superhuman in the fact that they both have superhuman intellect and superhuman, especially with Batman, drive and determination. I mean, what sets you know Batman apart from everyone else is that he's Batman one hundred percent of the time, twenty four seven, at all points in time. You know, like, mm-hmm. can you imagine? You know you have sick days. You wake up, you feel sick. You're like, oh, my God. Like, how do you even... I don't even want to, like, read something. I just sit there and watch TV because you're sick. Batman has none of those. Batman, on the day that he's sick... He's still Batman. He still gets up, puts the costume on, and goes out yeah. and be in his Batman. And like he that He has to. Yeah, he yeah. has to. And that's and I feel like it's it's not just his smarts, but his determination is superhuman. And uh, So
1: are you saying that you're Batman, Corey, because yeah. you don't take any days off and you just <laughs> podcast? I'm,
0: I'm the Batman of Podcasting. <laughs> there you go. Oh, there you go. You're welcome.
1: <laughs> you heard it here, folks. <laughs> I I
0: wish. I, I'm just lacking one massive thing that Batman has that that I don't and that's uh, money
1: (laughs) ah yes but Uh, if you had that you would you would be uh, fighting fighting podcasting crime
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh man that actually there's a lot of podcasting crime out there bad editing bad sound levels
1: bad hosts i know bad
0: hosts we weird no. mouth problems that's my my buddy uh Bert. he uh he can't listen to people that have mouth mouth issues is what he calls it you know when they get the i can't uh, even do yeah. it like the wet mouth or something you know yeah Ugh. there's
1: this host that i listen to on this podcast i won't say what it is but she always i i like i don't like her i don't like her when she talks and so <laughs> in between her words she'll go uh, and then, so they went to the store, and then they, like, she does it, like, uh, and I'm like, I can't, I can't hear what you're saying, lady. <laughs> Stop it. I'm sorry. Uh, maybe you're visually pleasing, but not. Auditorial.
0: <laughs> I know, right? Like, it's an important thing sometimes. Uh, on on the flip side of that coin, I have heard uh, hosts that I thought weren't that great to begin with. Uh, a year later, they vastly improved. And, sure. And, that and, I, I and give... I'm not
1: saying that I'm an amazing host. I'm just... <laughs> but yeah, you certainly evolved. Sorry, we got... I don't know how we got down that rabbit hole. But yeah, through the Batman of podcasting. <laughs> I,
0: I, I wish. Thank you, but I wish. <laughs> um, but... You know, overall, I, I thought that this was just a, a fun, a fun way to get you sort of caught up on on Superman, Superman logic, basically, like, you know, like, so now you have like a, a, a basis for when we move into weirder uh, yeah. versions of Superman. I wanted you to have like a, a real like sort of clean cut easy to digest um you know and that doesn't mean that it was like you know a stupidly written or, or you know d- no, down d- no it's it's just a, it the great thing about a good writer like jeff johns and you know you're reading you're reading like a, a, a one of the biggest names in, in comic books, especially for DC, uh, mm. Jeff Johns. Um, he, he wrote uh, like this big flash uh, rebirth that I absolutely loved. Uh, he basically brought Hal Jordan back from the dead, um, Green Lantern, Hal Jordan. He brought him back. Um, Jeff Johns is so big that he became the editor in chief of DC Comics. Um, he also was, they tried to make him the uh, Kevin Feige of the DC universe, the DC t- movie universe, but um, he, unfortunately for John, uh, Jeff Johns, he failed miserably on trying to create Aww. a cohesive DC movie universe, as we all mm. saw. Um, and just... <laughs> Cut for to
1: Justice League.
0: <laughs> yeah, just, just further proof that A... Like, there's just only one Kevin Feige or however, however you pronounce his name. He, he's the guy who basically runs the whole MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh, I mean, yeah, nice. th- th- yes. he's he's yeah. special. Like, he's the Marvel Cinematic Universe is special because of him. And, you know, when DC tried to do the same thing and failed miserably and now they're doing what I think that what I thought they always should have done, which is just tell standalone stories and, you know, make make them all feel different comic books. But um, Jeff Johns is one of my favorite dc writers i think he's fantastic i loved his flash run uh his everything in his flash run that he did in the early 2000s is like my favorite version of the flash like jeff johns's Mm. reverse flash is my favorite version of the flash his his his, (laughs) uh his captain cold is my favorite version of captain cold and like that was like a, a big deal when he took when jeff johns took the Flash's rogues gallery The Flash has some of the goofiest villains you've ever seen. They are so goofy. And Jeff Johns took them and made them all super cool and made them all, like, you know, you understood their motivations. He gave them personalities to the point where at the end of, like, his multiple-year run on The Flash, I was, like, I was in love with The Flash. I was in love with The Flash's rogues gallery. So, I I mean – I don't. We'll never do that run, but I would always love to go back and re- reread that. But we're talking like like twelve trades worth, and you know each Jeez. trade is like how many issues, so we're talking like three years worth of of comic books. But his his Flash run was fantastic.
1: We need to do a Marvel's origin story cuz we haven't done much Marvel on here. I really want to dive into Marvel. I'm yeah. so interested.
0: Yes, we we do. Um you're right. I, I and when we talked about what we were doing, what we were going to do this month for origin stories offline, you know, we're kind of scanning through, you know, what we had available to us on like Hoopla and Comixology and stuff like that. And uh, I don't know what it is, but I just even though I grew up a Marvel kid, Uh, For some reason, I I gravitate, as an older adult, I gravitate more towards the DC stuff. And Mm -hmm. I think it's just because I find it a bit more iconic, I guess. Um, But... I'm with you. I mean, I would do any of them, you know, with you. We could yeah. do a Spider-Man one. We could, aren't we doing, Ooh. are we
1: doing the Ultimates? Did we decide when we were doing the We're doing the, the ultimates? ultimates, yeah. Next week? Is that, is that Yeah, Marvel? I think
0: so. I think so, yes. Yeah, oh. so, yeah. Okay. so that'll Woo-hoo. be, and you'll like that because the Ultimates is kind of what they, the template they created the, um, the MCU off of. The Marvel Cinematic Universe is more oh. created off of the Ultimates than it is off of, like, um, the main, uh, so... Even, we'll talk about it next week, but just so you know, um, the Ultimates is like uh, is is part of the Ultimate Universe, the Marvel Ultimate Universe. So remember how I said DC always reboots their universe every you know a few years they reboot everything. Yeah. Marvel never rebooted anything really so they you know and so they started making all these movies x-men started getting popular back in the early 2000s because of the movies so they were like you know what let's create the ultimate universe let's reboot everything but we'll keep it in this like separate universe this little side universe so we can do whatever we want to with it and have fun with it and um and from there they created, you know, the ultimates, which is just essentially the Avengers. They just call them the Ultimates over oh, over there. I'm so down. Yeah. And I'm so, so you'll I think you'll dig it because you'll be like, Oh, that makes sense to me because it it fits more in line with the MCU than it does with like the actual Marvel universe. But DC okay. DC never did that. DC always had their main universe, and then they would have their Elseworlds uh, uh, imprint, um, and they would also have like their more adult stuff, like Sandman and all that kind of stuff with Vertigo. Um, right. But Vertigo still sort of inhabited the same universe as the DC as the mainstream stuff. It's just they mm-hmm. stole they told more adult stories, um, but they never had, like, a, a, a universe adjacent. Um, like I said, they would do, like, Else Worlds, which would be these little standalone stories. What if Batman was back in Jack the Ripper time, so you have Gotham right. by Gaslight? What if, uh, you know, um, Superman landed in Russia versus Kansas, and you have Superman Red Sun, that was, you know, a few issues, and that's it. It, it You know, it stands by itself, and you don't have to, like, know anything else. But, mm. Yeah
1: it's it's crazy because like the comic book world itself it's when I was even just getting into it I think I have mentioned a couple times you're like wait where who where what because you're so much like this is the story this should be the one story for the character because that's what we get in the movies but like comic book world is is not like the movies at all you just have to accept all of the many many universes and worlds that they are and start wherever you're at and just let go of wanting to know all of it just one by one.
0: And and (laughs) if you start digging into like older stuff, you're going to be like, well, this is weird. Like, well, what was this? (laughs) You know? And you're like, well, you also have to like, look at what you're reading as, you know, compared to the, the times that, that it came out in and everything. Um, yeah, it's, And that's, and I think like, that's a lot of the, like what we're doing here with the podcast is, you know, we're not trying to like set anyone straight, but like you, you're going to have questions when you read this and, Mm -hmm. you know, and then when you, you know, you read this secret origin Superman and then you go read something else and you're like, wait, why does this contradict that? You know, and at least, you know, we're trying to be here to, to explain why this contradicts that and. I'm with you. I I don't believe you need to, like, go and read every single thing that was ever written to enjoy this. I think just go mm-hmm. pick what you like, see where yeah. it goes, and, and see what doors it opens. If you're, like, you're reading this, you're like, oh, I dig that character. Where can I find more of that? And, you know, like... Yeah, that's I, I I wanna do that. Like it's more of like a choose your own adventure. Like where is this story where's this comic gonna send you tests? Like where's it gonna send your interest to next? Because yeah. we just have a gazillion comics we can choose from. I mean, we, we're messing with like D C right now, but like we can dive into image comics. We can dive into just any of these independent comics. there's just so so yeah. so much, you know? And and
1: you can like you can even just Choose which one you want to go with, mm-hmm. like because you were. What did we say about the? Was it Parasite or Lex Luthor's beginning? It's like you're even at the beginning. You're like, okay, just bookmark this story, and you may come across another story of his. It's an origin story, and it's really just to choose your own adventure. It's mm-hmm. like which one do you like more? Yeah. Cool, let's talk about it. Why do you like it more? You know what makes it more interesting, and that is where the conversation lies. You know. Yeah, and and like
0: I said, this I wanted you to get to, to read this one because. Like I said, I felt it was it was easy to get through. It, yeah. was, it was. It's colorful. The artwork's beautiful. You know, it's it's just it just it's just is what it is. It's right here, and now you walk away. You know, now you're walking around life knowing you know Superman's you know origin story, and it's yeah. like cool. Like oh yeah, mom. You know, someone says like oh yeah, mom, pa Kent. You're like oh yeah, mom, pa Kent. I know who they are. Yeah, it's just like yeah, yeah, it's like it's 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 cool. But um, you know what what would you you know, we don't really do ratings here or anything. But so far, of the things you've you've read, uh, how you know, where does this place? Like, did you really enjoy this? Was it like, okay, cool. You know, are, we, are you going to recommend it to John? Or is he going to read it type of thing? Yeah. How do you feel about it? Definitely.
1: I'm definitely going to recommend it to John because he would love it because he knows Superman's story. He's read all the origin stories, and he. I'm curious his interpretation of it. Um, but it was – I'm glad that we're doing an origin story month because it – like honestly, like you know the origin stories are in your head already, but it's nice. I've never read one. Like Wonder Woman was my first one. Um, or wait, did we do one before that? What well, Wonder- what's, oh, well, um, yeah,
0: Hellboy yeah. sort of, but yeah, sort and of. Even yeah. even the Wonder Woman one that we read that the Wonder Woman Rebirth by Greg Rucka, even that was like pigeonholed by its m- massive amounts of continuity that came before it. Whereas yeah. I felt like like. I wish we'd read this first because I think all the problems that I had with with Rebirth, it, this is a better example of like this is a clean story with nothing you know you didn't have to know anything before it. Whereas the the yeah. Greg Rucka Rebirth, it was like even the whole like it's even a plot of the the story of what is my origin is my origin true or not and it's like yep. okay like I it's like wait a minute yeah. <laughs> rewind
1: the tapes lady where are we going with yeah this? <laughs> it, it, basically I,
0: I felt like with and now you see you can sort of see what i'm saying i felt like the the greg ruckas wonder woman the rebirth it was weighted down by its own continuity previous continuity whereas yeah. you're already making a rebirth so just jettison all the continuity that came previously but you know he chose to try to incorporate uh the continuity but i mean that's a, that's a bigger conversation that you can have with anyone in a comic yeah. book store. And you might hear being con- conversed about in a comic book store, which is like, you know, someone who's been reading Superman for for 50 years and all of a sudden they reboot the, the, the you know, Wonder Woman. Let's just take Wonder Woman, for example. Then all of a sudden they reboot it and you're like, you feel ripped off because you're, the storylines that you cared about are now not canon. Now they just, yeah. they're not applicable anymore. So you're like, well, okay, I feel gypped. But then at the same time, the, the publisher, DC, is like, yeah, but there's so many, like, new people coming on to read Wonder Woman because of the movie, and they don't know what's happening because of all this, Gosh. like, 50 years of continuity. We just need to reboot it. So, like, it's really, like, always a thin line that they're trying to walk of, uh, you know, keep it familiar. You don't want to – you just don't want to – s on anyone's previous experience right you don't want to yeah. like crap on it but at the same time you don't want new readers to be completely lost
1: right right exactly you have to you have to take that into account and maybe someone that knew the wonder woman story before is like hey i'm just gonna check this one out and so they read it and they're like oh i'm familiar but like if they'd have no idea what wonder Woman it was like they wouldn't really understand that zero issue um the number zero issue or maybe it was the first issue um, where she's like questioning her origin story. It's like, wait a minute. What do you mean? She has 12 origin stories. Like it, it just, it adds a whole nother layer that if you're going in for simplicity, just trying to understand Wonder woman, you're not going to get that in the first issue. You're not going to get to like the second issue. Maybe even th- that one was a little hard one to get into. Honestly.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> but, I, th- I think, I think yeah. we
0: both felt that way about the, the wonder woman rebirth.
1: Yeah. But, you know, honestly, like, I I love this comic book. I thought it was great. I thought it was simple, easy to read, fast read. If you're just wanting to get to know Superman, you just want to be familiar with him, this is a comic book for you. If you're a new comic book reader and you're just getting into the world of this, absolutely pick this one up. This is so – you'll just be like, oh, I'm so much more ahead than, you know, I would have been if I didn't read it. You know, when you read other – you you understand and you appreciate and you love Superman a little bit more, too. <laughs>
0: Everything you said is is absolutely my feelings as well. I, I read it uh, probably once a year um, because oh, it's just nice. it, it makes me feel good. It's it's a feel good story, yeah. you know. I I just I like it because uh, you know it gives me hope and everything. We didn't even touch on. Um, when he was younger and, in those whole legion of superheroes coming from the future. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we didn't even touch on that. Did you, did you have any thoughts so. on, on that? So, I mean, that is very much from, uh, his past. Like, so way yeah. back in the day, like in the sixties and the seventies, uh, there was like, the, like super, you, it would not be uncommon for you to find on the newsstand, uh, uh action comics, uh, Superman comics and superboy comics too. And in the superboy mm-hmm. comics, he's like in Smallville. He as a teenager, very much like the second issue of this, you know, uh, you know, yeah. he looks like a teenager wearing the Superman costume, and he would have adventures with these Legion of Superheroes from the I don't know twenty fifth century or whatever they're wherever they're from. And yeah. uh, but it was fun that they sort of incorporated that into this because it is mm-hmm. a part of his history. And and Jeff Johns, what's great about this is Jeff Cho- Jeff Johns, even though this is like he he wanted to make a standalone Superman origin that still. sort sort of like greg rucka was doing trying to touch on everything even though he's even though jeff johns wrote this in 2009 he's trying to incorporate all the stuff that came back in the 60s and the 70s and everything and show you how it all fits into superman's origin Mm -hmm. and whatnot and then you will see these characters again like i said later in all-star superman and stuff like that uh another one that i would love like like one of these days, I want I want you to read this great comic. It's called uh, Superman American Alien, and it's writ. It was written oh, by. Cool. <laughs> it was written That's by what he is. Actually. Uh, yeah, yeah, and that, exactly. And it was written by Max Landis, uh, the guy who wrote Chronicle, that that handheld um, okay. superhero movie. Um, okay. He, uh, and I, I believe, he wrote World War Z. I think the the book, um, and and all that kind of stuff. So he's a big time writer. Um, Max Landis is, and. Um, he wrote this it's, it's very similar to this it's like six issues it does these time jumps right but he does much more of like uh, you know it's his spin it's like this super realistic sort of spin on it and it's very weird yeah. and it's very different but i i want you to read it but i felt like you still needed the normal generic origin in order to appreciate what people do like you need to know where things are coming from to appreciate the spin that people put on them later. Do you know what I mean? Okay.
1: Yeah, I like that you're carefully curating my comic book journey and making sure I'm set up for the next one and the next one. It's very nice of you.
0: <laughs> I, I honestly, like, yeah, the whole time, anytime I pick something, I'm like, there's a reason for it. It might be the art style that I want you to see. It might uh-huh. be the writer that I want you to see. Um, and, and, you know, a lot of my weird stuff that I want you to get into with, with Grant Morrison, I'm, I'm very, like, easily ready to, like, jump in and show you, like, comic books that break the fourth wall. That deal right. with like the deal with the creation of the universe, and, and that the comic book is is actually the real world, and the world that we live in is what was created by the comic book character. Like I mm-hmm. mean, like heady Grant Morrison stuff. And then I'm like, yeah, but like I want you to read, you know, uh, All Star Superman. I want you to read Lex Luther, uh, uh, Lex Luther Man of Steel. I want you to read Superman American Alien. But you need this classic introduction to superman to i i think to better enjoy uh the twists and turns that that the other comics are going to take you on
1: yeah yeah i love it um yes i was gonna say oh and i feel like since i've been reading comic books so much and i've never really been part of the nerd world like i keep saying i'm a late bloomer a late nerdy bloomer I guess you could say. Um, But I feel like I'm better able to pick up on stories on whether that be video games that we're playing or movies that we're watching. Because before there would be these like this like world building. And it's a lot of just like I said before, it's just like letting go and letting it be and then okay, get some names, get the location, get a couple of rules from this universe. Like, you know, what are the laws here? How are they? What are the influences? Like, building that and and just being more open with it it's I, I don't know comic books just open that up for me i'm able to absorb a lot more and just let it be you know yeah i love it
0: yeah and you know it's 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 also, I mean, it, it, it takes getting used to reading comic books too. Like at at first it's not, you know, always readily apparent, like how you're supposed to, you know, read it. And, you know, I, I sort of take it for granted sometimes, you know, when growing up reading comics my whole life, I can just burn through a comic in no time. And, you know, sometimes I take for granted that like, okay, you know, you might need to pay more attention on how to, how to get through this and what the, the artist is trying to say and convey and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 it's cool. It's, it's definitely cool. And it's, it's a different, it's a whole different medium. And if you're not, you know, used to it, then it's, it can take some getting used to, but the, the the great thing is that comic books can do things that you know movies can't like give you nope. insight into the mind of the hero and like what they're thinking and stuff like that mm-hmm. and that's what i really enjoy about it and i really enjoy you know our you know the art aspect of it and what they can do with it and you know we'll get into some really zany stuff but you've seen now at this point different artists you've seen you know yeah. people from frank quietly to mike mignola to this guy uh, gary frank you know he's he's a little bit more more traditional but his style is still gorgeous um, yes. but you, you know you're starting to see all these different all the, these different things that these artists can do like you know and how they how they tell a story is vastly different like how Mike Magnola lays out a page is vastly different than how yeah. Gary Frank lays out a page which is vastly different than how uh, Frank quietly lays out a page
1: yeah it's great it's just like I've I'm just fascinated that this has been here the whole time and that it's not such I mean it is more mainstream it's still okay so I feel like the comic book community is still underground it's like a mainstream underground community it's like did you guys know this was here the whole time because this is super cool <laughs> like I'm just happy to be here this our, our little our little auditorial pocket of the universe here where we're discussing this this is this is fun <laughs>
0: yeah and we hope that like other people are, are you know having fun with it whether you're a lifetime comic book reader or if you're you know know new new to the the format new to the medium we hope everyone's having having a fun time and you know like it's I, there's so many comics just like with movies there's just so many out there that like i you know i listen to other comic book podcasts uh like talking back and whatnot and um you know, and it's just like you learn something new. It's like, okay, yeah, there's a comic book now I want to check out or something. It's like there's just so many other ones. And, yeah, maybe the only takeaway someone would have from this is like, oh, yeah, let's all go check out this secret origin. Or, you know, maybe they read it and they didn't know about uh, Lex Luthor, Man of Steel or something. You know, that's – yeah. essentially we're just trying to recommend stuff for people to read, right? <laughs> yeah,
1: it's true. It's true. I wonder if anybody's ever been like, huh, I should check that out.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, sort of like jotting down like a, a read list essentially.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, this has been fun, buddy. Yes, this it has. This has been a great one. Thank you for introducing me to this. I really do appreciate it. Thank I'm, you. <laughs> I'm, glad,
0: I'm glad you enjoyed it. Definitely uh, let, let John read it. I think he'll I like it as well. Uh, as the, I, think he, I think he'll get a kick out of it, I think.
1: I think so, too. I think you're right. Uh, well, Corey, where can we find you in cyberspace?
0: Yep. Yeah, um, you can pretty much find me anywhere uh, on the Blast From Our Past network uh cartwright a seinfeld podcast uh podcasting after dark occasionally on blast from our past and uh you know okay i'm still trying to get on friday five podcasts so uh, uh they well,
1: seem really cool yeah
0: yeah they're cool <laughs> cats i i was trying to record with brent this weekend but um his wife was sick and he had to take care of his daughter and he felt bad i was like bro just, oh, it's dude, uh, go yeah, be a dad. Yeah, yeah go be a dad that's that's a okay um but yeah Aww. so they're all they're all good group of people and we should you know we haven't really officially announced it yet but uh ongoing comic book discussion podcast is actually going to be a part of the bfop network uh come yeah, officially yeah. february
1: yes. yes our little nerd nerdiverse here i love it
0: yeah so tess where can we find you
1: Yeah, you can find me in The Matrix on Instagram at Tessianos. That's T-E-S-S-L-L-A-N-O-S. And I'll let you guys know, put it in our stories or something, but I was just a guest on the This Is Rad podcast where I talk about stuff that's not come well we do talk about comic books we did talk about comic books um but it's basically me talking about my roller derby career and really going into it and I'm grateful I did that wow. <laughs> that was really fun those guys were really hilarious yeah we'll, uh, we'll definitely yeah. promote
0: that when it's when it's out and everything we'll post that on the on the Instagram I'm looking forward to to listening to it because I don't know much about your <laughs> roller derby uh, career uh, either although I'm hoping that when we do the Harley Quinn, uh, comic yes, where, I can't wait. Yeah, it's there's like a it's like a she's like a roller derby uh, yeah. in it. Yeah, so I, and
1: I actually um, I skated with the girl who is her stunt double.
0: Oh, in the movie and then the yeah. Oh wow. Oh cool. Yeah, that's awesome. We're a little
1: yeah. I mean, we weren't like personally friends but we definitely we she was in our league for a little while so okay it was cool she was great her name is estrogen and she's like this hip awesome roller derby skater on instagram she has like a bajillion followers because she does like tricks and stunts and turns and she's like a really sweet person too so i'm i'm glad that her career has taken off
0: sweet i can't wait to dig into that comic with you so we can i can, I can learn more about your your days
1: yeah and i also got the uh john got me the we went to hot topic because that's where we go because we live really close to the mall um we always go to hot topic and he got me the uh funko pop of harley quinn on roller skates playing (laughs) roller derby i was like ah yes i love this This is going on my desk at work
0: (laughs) and when are we when are we getting to that one is that in february or
1: um yes because birds of prey is out but actually i was going to mention because we were talking about um the ultimates next week and then i think the next week no, definitely in the next week. Uh, I want to do Harley Quinn, Hot in the City, which was my second trade. No, actually, you know what? That was my first trade that I got from the library, and uh, and I was like, oh, you can get comics at the library. But anyway, it had uh, it has roller derby in it, okay. so I thought maybe we should check that one out before we watch Birds of Prey, and obviously, we'll do a Birds of Prey review because I am so looking forward to that movie. I yeah, cannot wait. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm, I'm excited for it too. I, ho- I hope it's good. I'm. Uh, I, I kind of wanted to see that uh, underwater movie with uh, Kristen Stewart uh, at oh, some yeah. point because I'm. A, I'm a big fan of uh, underwater monster movies. But um, yeah, definitely down to see Birds of Prey, and uh, we definitely uh, are planning on doing a, a review episode next month for that. Is that coming out beginning of, of February? Is that the seventh? Okay, cool. Yeah. cool. Uh, so week, we'll do it week before yeah. my birthday
1: yeah Woo-hoo. it's gonna be Corey's birthday <laughs> uh, we actually got the coolest birthday card for you so oh, you'll see oh, you guys <laughs> we are we thought so sweet. we're like oh. <laughs> oh we miss you guys oh, uh, we miss you uh, too so <laughs> uh, but anyway alright you guys thank you so much for listening to another episode of Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast my name's Tess and I'm Corey <laughs> that's Corey and we'll see you guys next time I don't have an ending.
0: No,
1: I don't either. This has been another episode of
0: Ongoing Comic Book Discussion with Tess and Corey. Follow us at OCD Podcast on Instagram and Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast on Facebook. You can also review us on iTunes, follow us on Spotify, and support us on Patreon. Tune in next week. For another episode of Ongoing Comic Book Discussion with Tess and Corey.